The Anchored City podcast is recorded in Anchorage, Alaska, on the traditional lands of the Denina Athabascan people. I have heard the oldest stories that the wisest man never told. And I cast aside my worries And just went digging for gold And I will scale the highest mountains Looking for the bluest blue But of all the roads I'll ever walk I just, I can't have Welcome to the Anchored City Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Kiekenfeld. The poet E.E. Cummings once wrote, Always the beautiful answer, who asks the more beautiful question? A couple of friends of mine, Chris Rock and Joel Van Dyke, reflect on this statement saying, We have come to believe that beautiful questions actually do reveal beautiful answers. In my life, I attempt to ask beautiful questions. I'm not always successful, but I try. The beautiful question of this season of the podcast would be something like, how might we uncover the complexity of homelessness in Anchorage so that we might better understand the issue and get behind the media headlines? In an effort to answer that question, we talked to 13 different leaders in our city and three experts from the region. We covered a dozen topics and each are a different head of the Hydra. Over the season, we discussed the history of homelessness response in Anchorage, affordable housing, substance abuse, public health, the LGBTQ community, mental health, foster care, racism and the legacy of colonialism, the rural-urban divide, and human trafficking. That's a long list, and I'm not sure we discussed all of the heads of the Hydra. Honestly, the intricacy of homelessness and the number of areas it touches can feel overwhelming. Which leads me to a question I think is beautiful. Are you ready? Here it is. So what? That's not a very articulate question, but I do think it's a beautiful question. After exploring the heads of the hydra that is homelessness over the last four months, what difference does it make? The beautiful question of this episode is, so what? That I have yet to cross And I have dreamed of faraway places Where imagination just gets lost and I would search the wide world over For one proverb that is true But of all the roads I'll ever walk I just, I can't have you Dr. Nicholas Walterstorff is the Noah Porter Professor Emeritus of Philosophical Theology at Yale. In a lecture titled, The Moral Significance of Poverty, he offers some answers to the question, so what? The first answer is to say of those experiencing homelessness and poverty that it's their fault. Typically, in this view, the poor are seen as lazy or not wanting to work, or they're poor because they made bad choices. People holding this perspective regard the poor as morally guilty of not working and naturally respond by preaching at them to work, and if that doesn't work, forcing them to go to work through incentives and penalties. 
He also notes that the poor don't have a monopoly on being lazy and that many impoverished people work hard. The second way to answer the question, so what, offered by Waltersdorf is to say that it's not their fault. And in this view, the poor are seen as unfortunates. It is an understanding that the poor are poor because of some unfortunate circumstance that's befallen them. In other words, they're poor by no fault of their own. If one views the poor in this light, Dr. Waltersdorf asserts, there are two responses one can have. One can believe that there's nothing that can be done to solve the problem, or nothing that might make it worse, other than thoughts and prayers. The second way to respond is through charity. If one views impoverished people as unfortunate, as most Americans do, then the act of charity is the natural response. But he goes on to say that charity contains four interconnected realities. First, charity is seen as doing something that is above and beyond the call of duty. It's in fact a gift given to the poor person. Second, it's morally optional to extend charity. One can choose to give or not. The only risk is looking bad, and nobody's morally guilty of any real offense if they choose not to give. Giving is a gift one chooses to give. Third, if one gives charity, one expects gratitude. We might expect gratitude if we give a gift. And fourth, the giver is free to place on the gift any conditions that they see fit. So let's stop for a second. If the question we're seeking to answer related to the hydra of homelessness is, so what? One could answer that it's their fault and do nothing. Another response is to say that it's not their fault, to which one might believe there's nothing that can be done or that it's an opportunity for charity. But Walterstorff doesn't stop there. He offers another way to view the poor. The third way Walterstorff proposes is to see the poor as downtrodden. To be downtrodden means that something has pushed those experiencing poverty down. In short, it means there are systems and circumstances that have caused people to be poor and without a safe place to sleep. Those things that push people down to make them downtrodden, those are the heads of the hydra. If we stop again and step back, there are now three ways to answer the question, so what? One could answer, it's their fault, and do nothing. Another response could be, it's not their fault, to which one might believe there's nothing that can be done, or that it's an opportunity for charity. And a third way, to see those experiencing poverty and homelessness as downtrodden, which means they've been pushed down by systems and circumstances. That could lead a person to throw up their hands and say, well, there's nothing I can do, it's too big a problem. Yet that's not what Walter Storff suggests. His response gets us to a deeper layer of the so what question. The good doctor suggests a two-prong response. He states, We have to make two responses to poverty. Alleviate their condition, justice calls for that, and to do what we can to change the laws and practices that have made them impoverished in the first place. In simple terms, we must do what we can to care for the immediate needs of our neighbors experiencing homelessness, and we must work to dismantle the systems and the situations that cause them to become homeless in the first place. If we see the question, so what, as a desire to know how to respond, we must offer help, shelter, housing, food, mental health care, physical health care, etc. And we must work to dismantle the systems and situations that create poverty and homelessness, things like racism, the rural-urban divide, the cost of available housing, and things like that. So again I ask, so what? Well, 
To answer that question, we need compassionate care and passionate advocacy. And with all those lessons learned With the crazy long life that I lived already And the scars I earned I still can't seem to find the answers And though the questions I never knew But loving you just once was worth it there have been a few drum beats running through this season of the podcast. I'm going to highlight two. The first one is relationship. Nancy Burke, in the second episode of the season, talked about getting to know our unhoused neighbors' names. And Jen O'Neill and Catherine Smith shared with us that relationship is therapeutic. Thoughts like those echoed through the entire season. It's easy to dehumanize and other those that are different from us. And when we do that, it removes us from any responsibility. However, moving further away is not the answer. Moving closer is. The second drumbeat is housing. While we have been considering the complexity of the hydra that is homelessness, we've heard over and over again that the solution to homelessness is housing. Maybe you were shocked, like I was, to realize that there's no one at the city or state level responsible for housing. We have traffic engineers, but no one plans what housing we will need now or in the future. It's clear that there's a housing issue in Anchorage. Costs are rising, availability of affordable housing is falling, and so far the best solution that we seem to be able to muster is cots in a hockey arena. To answer the question, so what, as in, what should our response be, I think we need to go back to the beginning. In episode one of this season, I shared a couple quotes from the city's history. The first came from a speech that Pope John Paul II gave when visiting the city in 1981. He said, Being here in Alaska, so richly endowed with the beauties of nature, at once so rugged and yet so splendid, we sense the presence of God's Spirit in the manifold handiwork of creation. And not only do we feel His presence in inanimate nature and in the order of plants and animals, but all the more in the precious gift of life which God has breathed into each one of His sons and daughters. The second quote was from former Mayor Tony Knowles, who spoke of the early homelessness response in Anchorage by saying, The community willingly accepted the moral responsibility for this issue, and those in need knew that they had a caring and loving partner. Those quotes both speak to the human reality of homelessness. The road to healing our city goes through our collective ability to see our neighbors experiencing homelessness as people just like us. We begin to slay the hydra of homelessness by knowing our neighbors' names, by accepting our moral responsibility, and by knowing that relationship is therapeutic. But we can't stop there. We must begin to dismantle the hydra at a systemic level. If you are truly asking, so what? What can I do? One answer is to reach out to your city, state, or federal representatives and ask them what they're doing to fix the housing crisis in Alaska. And keep reaching out. Push this issue to the front. Do not vote for candidates who are not talking about doing something about fixing the housing issue in Alaska. A number of years ago, a friend shared with me that if you want to make a difference, first, give your time. Second, give your voice. And last, if you have to, give money. In reality, all three are needed. So I ask you, so what? What are you going to do? I invite you to give your time. 
volunteer at any of the great organizations in Anchorage serving our neighbors experiencing homelessness. And while you're there, learn some names. I encourage you to use your voice to push the city, state, and federal leaders to come up with a plan for solving the housing crisis in Alaska. Use your voice to advocate for humane, creative, and compassionate responses to those experiencing homelessness. And finally, make a donation to any of the great organizations in Anchorage and Alaska serving those in need. Homelessness is a hydra, but we can begin to defeat it when we use our time, our voice, and our money. Until next time, I'm Joel Kiekenfeld. Be good out there. Anchored City Podcast is grateful for a grant from Resonate Global Mission and a partnership with Street Psalms, both of which contribute to making this podcast possible. And we're grateful for you, our listeners. If you are grateful for what you are hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and recommend us to your friends. You can support this podcast by selecting the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative at smile.amazon.com when you shop at Amazon so that when you make a purchase, Amazon donates to us. Resources used to make this episode can be found in the show details. The Anchored City Podcast is a production of the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative. The mission of the collaborative is to train the heads, hands, and hearts of urban leaders to love their city and seek its peace. When we say peace, we mean the desire to see a world where all things are the way they're supposed to be for all people. Find us online at anchorageutc.org or on social media at anchorageutc. Our theme music is by Anchorage's own Monica Lutner. Monica Lutner